Dr. Mark Malone from Advanced Pain Care on how the spinal cord stimulator blocks pain signals bringing patients relief at last. Spinal stimulation is an implantable device consisting of two tiny wires connected to a battery that are placed alongside the spine. These wires emit a tiny electronic signal that blocks the pain signal that travels on nerves. Advanced Pain Care, 512-244-4272 or online, austinpaindoctor.com. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. Yeah, 8.05 here on the Todd and Oz Show. You could join us at 512-836-0590. The special counsel investigating President Joe Biden's handling of classified documents has concluded that they will not pursue any charges because... Well, he's not fit to stand trial. He's just a sweet Papa Joe. He's sweet Papa Joe, and uh, and to be honest, we really shouldn't make fun of him anymore because this is a, re- a real uh, elder abuse, if you think about it. I what mean, they're doing to him is. Yeah, yeah. it really is. Yeah. Uh, pretty embarrassing uh, moments uh, for the administration yesterday in this report. And, uh, and basically, the conclusion was revealed in a 345-page report from the Justice Department. A special counsel report found him to have diminished capacities found him to have willfully retained classified documents in multiple locations that were insecure, putting our national security at risk, but did not choose to bring charges because of those diminished capacities and thought he would appear to be an elderly man with memory issues in front of a sympathetic jury. President forced to call a hasty press conference, which he never does. We, we just saw an unmitigated disaster play out before our very eyes. We just watched a wounded political animal hobble to a podium and react with defensiveness, with anger. And you know it's bad, Jesse, when you have the White House press corps. They are essentially an extension of the Joe Biden press and communications team. When they are shouting at him, asking repeatedly, are you going to step aside, Mr. President? The CNN correspondent asking that. When NBC, NBC of all places, writes a headline, a nightmare special counsel report triggers panic among Democrats. And when you have a president who for 45 minutes announces a press conference with no topic, giving the world 45 minutes to speculate, is he stepping aside? What would life be like under a President Kamala Harris? For 45 minutes, the nation got to feel that panic, and I don't think they will forget it come November. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that was on Fox last night. So Kaylee McHenry there. And, uh, well, listen, uh, they used the same kind of arguments uh, to not to prosecute Hillary Clinton. Yeah. They really did. She'd be motherly and all that right. kind of stuff. You know, it, it wouldn't look good on the stand, that sort of thing. Uh, here's what it is. is. Is this an indication that the commander-in-chief is not fit to stand trial, so therefore he's not fit to be the commander-in-chief? Or is this a shining example of a two-tiered legal system? That's exactly what it is. Because the charges have not been dropped against Donald Trump. Nor will they be. Yeah. You know, Biden can't stand, uh, can't withstand the, the intellectual rigor of a trial because he's an elderly man with a bad memory. But he can, as the world continues to burn, he can still continue to run this country. I, I, that makes no sense to me. All right, jump in. 512-836-0590. And to be honest, uh, all, the, all the world leaders are kind of laughing now, aren't they? I know and, I would be. And, and, and I, bet, I bet their laughter has turned to fear. Think about that. The rest of the world is safe because of America. Mm. 
Yeah, well, yeah. And now the commander-in-chief, his abilities are in question globally. I bet they're in panic mode right now. Sure. Well, and, and, and I mean, com- he, compounded by the fact that if something were to happen, then we would wind up with Kamala Harris. And, and, and not to mention, as part of this investigation, Joe Biden bragged about his cooperation with the special counsel, and he had to have a five-hour briefing or a five-hour interview just as he was dealing with the attack, mm-hmm. that terrorist attack in Israel, mm-hmm. and it took him away from uh, dealing with that terrorist attack, took him away from negotiating, uh, you know, to release American hostages. Well, he made it clear, I mean, you know, he, he couldn't remember his time as, as vice president. He couldn't, he, he questioned about when his own son died. I, I mean, there, there were so many basic things that he should have known. Yeah. That he clearly doesn't. Yeah, uh, he, he's 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 well past his expiration. Well, date. listen, the special counsel's uh, you know reasons for not pursuing this is kind of weak. It does confirm what we've always believed, though, about Joe Biden's mental faculties. Mm-hmm. But these charges should have continued. It should have gone on because basically this clears the way for every president in the future to uh, you know take conf- you know uh, classified documents home. Yeah, yeah, because it's it's okay now. Well. If they're Democrats. Yeah. Right? Because Donald Trump, they're not going to drop those charges. All right. Jump in. 512-836-0590. You know, Russian President Vladimir Putin sat down with an interview with uh, Tucker Carlson on X last night. It's more than two hours long. Uh, to be honest, uh, Vladimir Putin did most of the talking. It was very interesting to listen to. Yep. As some of it you take with a grain of salt, right? You because he is Russian. He's, uh, he's a scary dude. He's accused of doing some horrible things over the years, of course. Uh, but uh, it was some pretty interesting perspective from his vantage point as to what we're doing in Ukraine. And he basically said at one point, stop giving them weapons and this all ends. A few weeks. It's yeah. over. Yeah, let's, uh, let's squeeze in Charlie in Round Rock. Charlie calling in with a North Carolina area code from Round Rock, Texas this morning. Charlie, good morning. Good morning. You're absolutely right. I'm from Round Rock, mm-hmm. and that is my name. Yes, sir. Hey, I just, I was listening at the top of the hour, and I just, a few things I had to bring out. And I, I do believe the CIA probably had something to do with what's going on in there. They're, it's hard to say that anybody in the world is somehow their fingers are in there with the CIA. But um, it was brought out about Clinton and they made a, an agreement with, at that time. <clears throat> it's called the Budapest Agreement and that the United States would help protect Ukraine if they got rid, if Ukraine got rid of their nukes. Right. Well, Russia was also part of that agreement and they also agreed to protect Ukraine, except they're the ones on the attack. <clears throat> they're worried about NATO. He brings up NATO. Oh, if they, if they join NATO, they'll be on our border. Well, if he takes Ukraine, which is his goal, he'll put three, four NATO countries on his border. Poland, Hungary, Slovakia, and Romania. So it's a little contradictory that he's worried about a NATO on his border. No, I agree with and you. I, I, I think uh, I think Vladimir Putin has already taken what he wants. Mm. Those uh, those Russian enclaves of Ukraine, where they spoke full Russian and they actually voted and said they wanted to be part of Russia and not Ukraine. Uh, I, I think I think you're right. I think Vladimir Putin has taken all, everything that he wants out of Ukraine. Oh well, and yes, but except for one thing, this peace agreement. They already were claiming that the Donbas area was. Uh, yeah, they're, they're ours anyway. And 
It's, it's a big mix. People go across the border. They got aunts, uncles, brothers, cousins on both sides. And <clears throat> the, uh, that area of Ukraine is rich with coal and oil. So that puts Putin in a position to have more control over energy in Europe. The other thing is Ukraine, and I almost fell down when I first learned this, 30% of the world's wheat production, Africa and much of Europe, including China, depend on that wheat. So now you put Putin in control of wheat and food so he can starve out people, he can freeze them. And Russian, my, my wife grew up under yeah. uh, communism for Charlie, the first Charlie, 18 you, years. Charlie, you're kind of spreading more fear, aren't you? You're kind of fear-mongering yourself, right? Uh, you know what? It's just a matter of get, getting all the facts out there. Yeah, I got uh, you. We see some. So I got you. No, the no, there's, there's no doubt about it that that's uh, considered the breadbasket of the world. We were told two years ago it was going to lead to famine, but that didn't happen. No, it didn't. didn't happen, did didn't it? at all. You know, this week may go down was one of the saddest days, saddest weeks in history for the Democrat Party. And they took some big hits yesterday at the Supreme Court and in the White House. That yeah. special counsel reports about Joe Biden's mental faculties, proving what we've all alleged over the past couple of years, that he's just not fit to stand trial, which means he's not fit to be the commander in chief and is not fit to be on the ballot in November, right? Would make sense to me. I'm assuming... And, and, and I know nobody will call and correct me on this, but I'm assuming that at the highest level at the Democrat Party right now, they're having morning coffee, a morning breakfast about how do we get Joe Biden off the ticket and who do we put there? Mm-hmm. Whose political career do we want to destroy to replace Joe Biden? Well, I, where, where does Kamala Harris fall into all this, though? I mean, because she is the vice president. That is the uh, that mean, is at least in that is the thorn in their heel right now. They don't know what to do with her. Mm-hmm. They don't know what to do with a, a black woman who's the vice president of the United States. They can't kick her out. That that look bad, right? Sure, they're struggling with the black vote right now. Well, I, I think she would also probably fight fight them over it. You know, uh, uh, if they try to put anybody else in there. I mean, maybe you know, imagine if they picked. Gavin Newsom, and they put and and he ended up going ahead of her on the ticket. Mm. You know, I, I think that she would be infuriated. That's by that. that's the difficulty they put themselves in. Right, they melt down even further. Yeah, when you when you uh, you know when you when you promote people based on skin color, then uh, and not on merit. Yeah, this is what you get. Yeah, you get little uh, you know uh, mediocre. You know, and 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 in, in this case, it it really is to the the entire detriment of the nation that that, that she was chosen by that. That reason and that reason alone. Well, I, I would assume Joe Biden's got to step down soon, as uh, maybe not the president. I mean, he, he can fulfill his term, right? I would assume, yeah. but he can't be on the ballot, right? He can't be on the ballot, and I would assume that that is going to be Gavin Newsom at some points. He has. He's certainly the heir apparent. Yeah, he's been now, groomed. Now, the other big embarrassing moment this week was yesterday with opening arguments before the nation's high court, the Supreme Court justices. They heard arguments yesterday on whether Donald Trump should be kicked off of the 2024 Colorado ballot. And they are not buying the Colorado attorney's arguments 
at all. After landmark arguments, the Supreme Court seems poised to reject efforts aimed at kicking Donald Trump off this year's presidential ballot over the Capitol riot. We'll hear argument this morning in case 23-719, Trump versus Anderson. Mr. Mitchell? The arguments were over Trump's appeal of a Colorado high court ruling that he's ineligible for the ballot for taking part in an insurrection, citing an obscure Civil War era clause. The Colorado Supreme Court's decision is wrong and should be reversed for numerous independent reasons. Trump lawyer Jonathan Mitchell says allowing the ruling to stay in place would essentially nullify voting rights. Take away the votes of potentially tens of millions of Americans. But Jason Murray, who argued for the Colorado voters who brought the case. By engaging in insurrection against the Constitution, President Trump disqualified himself from public office. There was a little discussion thereafter about insurrection. Instead, both the liberal and conservative justices were skeptical about a state's bid to keep Trump off the ballot. I think that the question that you have to confront is why a single state should decide who gets to be president of the United States. That was liberal Elena Kagan, for whom Murray once was a clerk. Conservative Chief Justice John Roberts fears a ruling for Colorado would embolden other states to target candidates they don't like. In very quick order, I would expect, um, although my predictions have never been correct, uh, I would expect that uh, you know, a goodly number of states will say, uh, whoever the Democratic candidate is, you're off the ballot, and others... Uh, the, for the Republican candidate, you're off the ballot. The justices could act quickly, possibly by Super Tuesday on March 5th, when Colorado and 14 other states will hold primaries. A definitive ruling for Trump would largely end efforts to keep his name off the ballot, while a ruling to uphold the Colorado decision would amount to a stunning declaration that Trump did engage in insurrection and is barred from holding office. The justices could also opt for a less conclusive outcome, knowing the issue might eventually come back to them. Sagar Magani, Washington. All right, there you go. That's uh, that's just some of the latest from the Supreme Court. I, I would think they're fast-tracking this, and we could have a, a decision or an opinion very soon. We need one. Days rather than months later. We need one. We need and, it soon. And I think the United States Supreme Court is about to dunk all over the voters of Colorado who've, who have uh, sparked this whole challenge to begin with was it the voters of colorado well i mean that's i mean that's what that lawyer was, says he's representing you know the, the people that that lodged this initial challenge to get yeah. trump removed eight one nine zero it's not the, that that's the cl- eight one's the closest that this vote's going to be yeah and, and it should come out quick and and, and 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 i don't understand why they're so afraid of this guy when they're afraid of the american voter is what they're afraid of mm-hmm. right they are yeah they, they absolutely are uh, yeah, jump in at 512-836-0590 uh, here on the Todd and Oz Show. Listen, the uh, the state ag commissioner is uh, supporting some efforts to deal with the feral hog problem that's plaguing our states. Wild hogs cause tremendous damage to property all across this country, and uh, particularly here in Texas, particularly here in the South. And, uh, well, the, the Ag Commissioner is supporting a new effort to, uh, to curb this problem. Feral hogs are a huge problem in Texas and across the country, causing more than $3 billion in crop damage, according to Agriculture Commissioner Sid Miller. And that's why he's backing a newly approved pesticide that will kill them. It's called Kaput Feral Hog Bait, and it will be available this spring. Miller says the feral hog problem is only getting worse, and he wants to make sure Texas farmers and ranchers have all the tools they need 
to protect their crops and their land. There you go. That's Susan Darwin reporting. Uh, what do you think of this? When I heard the story, I mean, I know we got a hog problem. We need to fix that. I get that. Right. But, uh, I mean, could this affect other wildlife? Well, uh, I, no. Actually, from what I understand, this uh, kaput or whatever they're talking, it actually, it, it's tailored specifically to, to the hogs. Okay. It, it turns their internal organs like a, a shade of blue so hunters could know if they've ingested it or not. But uh, from what I understand, it, 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 it actually only goes after the hogs. Also, oh, you don't want to eat the hog that has ingested this. Right. And right, so right. The, the blue coloration in, inside the hog, you'll see it when you go to slaughter it. Yes. And therefore, you don't eat it, of course. I wouldn't eat a feral hog anyway. It's nasty nasty meat, I think. Nasty meat. Really? Yeah. I, oh, no, 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 no. Feral it, hogs? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You got to get the right size, though. You got to get, uh, you get a small suckling. You can't get one of those big ones. You know, well, that looks like uh, uh, Jaws. That's that's probably where I, I, yeah, you I can't, tried mine from. You can't go with one of those big ones. I know Caldwell. I, I think they still do. Caldwell and Hayes counties still paying bounties. I believe. Yeah, they pay uh, you by the tail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, simple as that. Eight thirty-two here on the Todd and Oz show. Yeah, jump in here at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. You know, the state is moving forward with the uh, the expansion of I-35 mm-hmm. from Benway to 290. It's a big project, about eight miles long, widening the interstates, lowering some portions of it. And, well, the goal is to, uh, you know, uh, help traffic flow a little bit better. Well, yeah, this big announcement by TxDOT this week will benefit the homeless. Work is getting underway on overhauling I-35 between Ben White and 290. TxDOT engineer Mike Ariano, he says, well, they knew that people use those bridges and overpasses for cover like a home, yeah. and they would be impacted by the construction of this, so uh, they decided to help. We knew that we might be possibly uh, displacing the unhoused, and so we took proactive steps to uh, start an initiative to try to address this several years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, why didn't you do it before? Well, yeah. <laughs> why didn't you do it before? I mean, and how do you displace somebody from a home that they don't have? Yeah, that's a good point. You just, you know, there are plenty it, of bridges in this town. It sounds like the state, or at least this guy, considers that underpass the bridge an actual home you know what there there are probably people who would agree probably yeah. people who are listening right now you know we, we've heard from a lot of homeless people well as a result of uh the eviction under the bridges uh, TxDOT has decided to acquire seven additional acres of land near the state-run esperanza homeless encampments in travis county over there by lavander loop near the animal shelter yeah not too far from the airport yeah uh, right now, that camp has nearly 200 small shelters, and they say with the additional land, well, they'll be able to double the capacity. I'm actually very okay with this. Uh, I think that, you know, if, if we're going to do this anywhere, obviously, it's it's a better option to have people, you know, somewhere like, sure. like Esperanza than just out in the middle of the street. It, and they do it right there. The state-run camp does it right. Alan Graham... Uh, and uh, uh, Mobile Loaves does it right. These are models of how the city should be operating as they well. They have true success stories. Yeah, they have some failures. Some people go there and they have to be kicked out because they don't sure. want to follow the rules. But by and large, this is the uh, Mobile Loaves and Fishes and then Camp Esperanza, those two different groups, have done a very good job of uh, uh, taking care of people, I guess. At yeah. least they got success stories. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, people, they, they, they kind of give people living there a, a purpose. You know, whereas I think when the city or other cities like Austin just throw money at people and say, here's some freebies, well, you know, that, that, that you're not giving them really a purpose along with it. And I think that's one of the keys that makes these places like Esperanza yeah. work. Uh, 8.35, and uh, we just got a text message. Come on, Todd. 
why would you why would you want to live in a multi you know a three hundred thousand dollar home when you could live under a fifteen million dollar bridge? It's just simple meth. <laughs> hey, that's a fair point. I like your point. It's a good point. It is simple meth. Nico in Central Austin. Good morning. Yes, well, thanks for taking my call. This is Nico, and I work at Maximus Club. And whenever I go to work, it's um, there's an opportunity to see the Rat Camp. Do y'all remember the Rat Camp? Oh yeah, Camp Rat. Yeah, Camp Rat. Yeah. Camp Rat. There's also I know there's a uh, one that's called Common Grounds, like at Ben White and Woodward. And you know, I'm thinking about this homeless issue, and I'm thinking why you mentioned mobile loaves and fishers, and we're also this, but out there, encampment mm-hmm. uh, for the. Why don't we give money that we had spent on the hotels, and they're sitting there being vandalized and empty, to these organizations, because they've proven they can they can be effective, mm. and also as business owners, we need to make sure that we are proactive. Um, we hire armed guards to safeguard our employees and the club and the property through the night you know, and through the day. We have our own uh, security people out there. But then if we don't take proactive measures while we find a solution, mm. there's always going to be complaints. The only thing that I'm thinking about is homeowners, you know, mm. the neighborhood. They can't clearly, well, they might be able to get armed guards, but then there's a shortage, right? Mm. And there's a shortage because AISD is looking for people at the, each campus, which then it's a resource that gets pulled away from business owners and homeowners and neighborhoods. And that's what I'm just calling about today. Yeah. Have you experienced the box? Have, have you got, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's kind of refreshing to see the money being thrown towards groups that have real success. Cause I think the city has proven uh, that they, they have been a total failure on this front. And, and, in oh, fact, absolutely. and in fact, we heard it from the city manager just yesterday mm-hmm. that you continue to pump millions and millions of dollars into this homeless crisis, and the only thing we've gotten is a larger homeless problem. Right, uh, Nico, I'm curious, your business, Maximus, out there on 183, do you, you guys have uh, some experience dealing with the homeless community in that area? We do, and I'll tell you something else. We're proactive in, like I said, getting security people out at all cost. And like I said, it's a resource that's been... It's it's the resource is being sought after because of AISD demand for the um, Gardens campus. So the prices have increased, and that's our, at our cost. And oh, you know, wow. it'd be nice if the city would uh, subsidize subsidize that. But um, and the other flip of the coin, side of the coin, is the fact that uh, we also help and try to reach out to those homeless in that area because they're human beings. Yeah. I know it's levity, and, and it's for kind of. A uh, good, a good uh, joke, maybe, or you know, we have a good laugh in the morning at these people's expenses. But you know what? Yeah, they weren't born homeless. They were at one point children. No, I agree. Young I, adults, true. citizens. Uh, yeah, I yeah. no, I agree with that. Absolutely, no, I, I agree with that. Uh, I'm just curious, what do you do at Maximus, Nico? I'm the um, financial guy there. Okay. I'm also working at Divas. I work both at Maximus and Divas. Gotcha. Thanks you for checking. Exciting life. Thanks for checking in, Nico. Appreciate that. He's counting the money. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. counting the ones, the fives, the tens, and the twenties. Around all the pretty ladies. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Thank you, Nico. Woo, woo, woo. All right. Uh, let's see here, Art. Art. Good morning, Art. What's on your mind? I, I think you heard us talking about the state buying some land near Camp Esperanza to expand uh, that homeless uh, that homeless encampment over there. Go ahead, Art. What you got? Yeah, I just I, I was unaware that the that the mission of the Department of Transportation was to buy land and set up homeless camps. That's not, I thought yeah. it was to fix roads, build bridges. I, I just is this their purview? Are they spending the money correctly? Is this something that should be checked out? Well, it sounds like it should. In your opinion, you you, you don't think the state's uh, you know doing a construction project, a road project, should uh, take some of the money from that and 
And yeah, it's 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 actually the first thing, first time I've ever heard of this kind of thing happening at the state level. Mm. Yeah. Right, and what other what other things are they going to come up with? Somebody sitting there can say, "Well, we're going to take some of the money and we're going to build this," or you know, for somebody that needs a new house or something. That, that that's not what their purview is. That's yeah. not what we give the Department of Transportation money for. That's true. The, do what you're supposed to do and let somebody else build a camp or buy the land. Why am I as a taxpayer buying the land that you know I didn't approve this? No, no, no. I get you. I I I, I totally understand your perspective, but. Austin has done a bad job at this, and the state's done a better job, right? Mm. I mean, it, it, it does feel like some kind of progress, right? Yeah, it's progress, but but make the people that are responsible for doing it. And if the city's not doing it, make it put it off on them because the city of Austin taxpayers keep getting off the hook. Mm. Now, the state is paying for this. It's like the straight troopers yeah. coming in. Well, they're supposed to be patrolling the state outside of city jurisdictions. That's what they do. We send them in there. You take that cover. You take that police coverage from some other part of the state somewhere. Something's got to give. And and why would the city of Austin want to address any of these issues when somebody keeps coming to bail them out? Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, the voters of Austin, Texas, deserve what they voted for is what you're saying. Yeah, they do. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I will say, TxDOT, uh, as as all these plans were coming together for this I-35 project through Austin, they actually specifically cited in their, their – it's the Mobility 35 Initiative to Address Homelessness. And this is by TxDOT itself. And they say, we knew we were going to displace a lot of people. We took down these bridges. So we've already committed a whole lot of millions of dollars to help, uh, you know, move people out of these areas. So – this was this was part of their their whole process all all along. Uh, let's see, Jack checking in from Jollyville this morning. Jack, what's on your mind? Hey, yeah, well, I've been listening. Thanks for taking my call. I've been listening for over ten years every day. I oh, really wow. enjoy your program. Thank and you, sir. I keep hearing uh, people talk about trying to solve this and how city council can't do it. The city council is really a success because this is serves their financial purposes, and mm. and those people on the street don't want to be in shelter their home is wherever they want to make it so let's quit calling them homeless and start calling them vagrants because that's a more accurate term mm. I hear well, for you, some man. of them yeah for some of them for sure yeah yeah i know well, i'm I with you what's happening i see the progression of this yeah no I've doubt been in this town for 54 years yeah yeah i've seen what's happening you've I, seen I the change the city council uh, uh wow uh for uh um Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a Jack? Did you just have a Joe Biden moment there? You okay? Um, you had. You all right. Now, Jack, I hear you, man. I, I I hear what you're saying. Uh, the fact that they're homeless is really a symptom of the real world problems: drug addiction, mental health, alcoholism. Usually, a combination of all three of those things. In the meantime, the city council's taking all these tax dollars in. And lining their pockets, apparently, because it's not coming out anyplace else. Well, they're using it to, to fund the general fund and pay for all kinds of pet projects. That's what I'm talking you about. You know, they got $500 million plus sitting in a bank, and I don't know, I, I'm not an economist, but that I'm sure that's drawing a lot of interest where they could skim a little off the top to pay for other things, right? Mm. Right. They, right. So they're getting what they want. Yeah. Uh, they're fooling us all. Yeah. But to call them homeless, their home is wherever they want it to be. And as long as we're calling it homeless, that serves the purpose of the city council. That's a good point. Thank you, Jack. Appreciate that. 849 here on the Todd and Oz Show. Yeah, you could join us at 512-836-0590. Let me squeeze in uh, Ponyboy. 
uh, from the Outsiders on uh, South Austin this morning. Pony Boy, good morning. Stay gold. Stay gold. Thank you. I appreciate that. You guys you guys are my gold every morning, so I don't worry about it. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. What's hey, up? Uh, well, yeah. it's kissing up to you, but uh, I was thinking about the uh, homeless situation being original off tonight. All of the expenditures that's being spent for homeless programs, and I have nothing against people that are homeless. You know, um, you know, to be totally truthful, I, I had relatives that were homeless, and we helped them any way we could. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, drug addiction, alcoholism, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, we spent so much money. I think he said something like $500 million. If we go back to the original premises just uh, that Greg Bizarro set up, um, banned camping. Mm-hmm. And then and say you have a choice. You've well, got buildings that I, we created hotels where you got to go stay at. Yeah. That's just the law. Yeah. No camping, no trash, no having police escorts to clean up the camps. You know, like every three months. Um, and speaking of AISD and the and the section there, there's a big homeless uh, encampment that. They have campfires the whole day, and they're cooking up barbecue, and it's literally right at the entrance of AISD. And I thought that was um, wow, well, hilarious. And I was like, okay, why would they allow that? Yeah. And it made me think of what uh, the textile uh, gentleman is suggesting. Well, on Ben White and Thirty Five, there was a, a encampment that caught fire mm-hmm. suspiciously. And he literally burned the bottom of the bridge, yeah. the overpass, which is that what, too long to, ago. Uh, 71 that exits, and he goes on to 35. The fire was huge. It was right in front of that Bill Miller restaurant. Yeah. And the only reason I saw it is because I was actually picking up breakfast tacos on my way yeah. uh, to well, an appointment. Everything that you just so, said, that you know, there should be a law against camping in public like that. It's, it's already illegal in Texas. And, uh, and everything you just said is already an ordinance in Austin. It's just those. It. It's just those things are not being enforced at all. Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, I had no idea it was yeah. already an ordinance. And we spend between seventy-five and a hundred million a year on the homeless crisis. If you include the hotels we purchased and yeah. stuff like that, and we currently have more than five hundred million in homeless expenditures just sitting in a bank collecting uh, interest. That's right. And by by uh, Jesus Garza's own words this week. Uh, Interim city manager since 2021 in excess of $200 million has been spent on this one issue and it's only gotten worse. Yeah. Uh, and and that's just since 21. I mean, you think back over the years, the you know, last decade of, of spending and, and for what, you know, to, to only exacerbate the problem, to not actually address the issue at all. City manager Jesus Garza. We've allocated almost in excess of $200 million to this issue alone. At the, in that course of that time, the number of homeless have not decreased, but in fact have increased. Yeah, and that's just $200 million since 2021. So we can understand from the, what the leading indicators are so that we can do more preventative work so that people that experience homelessness is rare and brief. Yeah, that's why he wants that review. Yeah. You know, so we can make sure that we figure out what's working and what's not. Yeah, it is 8.53. Listen, uh, there's a growing chance you'll pay more for Austin Water. Utility Director Shade Rawls uh, says that the city is putting a new focus on reusing water. Now, it's something that she says already saves about $10 million a year. But in order to expand the city's ability to reuse water, she says it will require uh, more each month. Retail customers pay the community benefit charge, which funds our 
customer assistance program. That's 15 cents per thousand gallons. All right. So, yeah, we're proposing to add an additional 15 cents per thousand gallons. Yeah. So there you go. So you'll you'll pay a few dollars more uh, if the city council approves. It would provide this dedicated funding source um, for. Uh, the reclaim system. There you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just curious, uh, and, and 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 you know, anytime they're raising your water bills, it hurts, right? It's it pinches, right? Just curious. Before they raise your water bill, I, I'd like to hear a, an update from the mayor on all of the leaky swimming pools and the amount of water and busted pipes that the city is wasting day after day. City does waste a lot of water, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. It, it, it's funny how it, it calls itself a green city and, it, and it, it pushes all these initiatives out to save the world. Uh, but continues to leak water, continues to allow its green belt to be trampled and destroyed by homeless camps. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't sound very environmentally friendly. And we're about to put more strain on the system with this uh, upzoning of single-family lots. Uh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. It'll, gosh, that's going to be significant strain. Listen, Texas is growing so fast that the governor is predicting that 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 power generation must expand as much as 15% annually just to keep up. Wow. Now, the experts say that's a difficult challenge. That would be almost unprecedented supply growth that really hasn't happened in history. Now, that's Michael Weber at the University of Texas. He says the state is already offering incentives, but they're not working. Businesses are uh, putting their money into wind and solar projects. Power consumption in Texas is soaring thanks to uh, the influx of new residents. Electricity use jumped 14%. Uh, just over the past couple of years. Usually the growth is more like 1% or 2%, and then if you have rapid growth, it's more like 4 or 5% per year. And so 15% would be really aggressive. Yeah, I, I would assume somebody's talking about building a, another nuclear power plant, maybe? Yeah, let's nuke it up. Right in the heart of Texas? I, I think we've missed the boat on this for years. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would love that. You know, no more no more uh, Beto whining about the grid. No more Greg Kassar whining about the grid. Uh we wouldn't have to worry about that kind of thing anymore. That would be a thing of the past. Yeah. Uh, the lefties don't like nuclear energy because it, it, it ends all of their climate fears. The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings 5 to 10 on News Radio KLBJ. Dr. Mark Malone from Advanced Pain Care on how the spinal cord stimulator blocks pain signals bringing patients relief at last. Spinal stimulation is an implantable device consisting of two tiny wires connected to a battery that are placed alongside the spine. These wires emit a tiny electronic signal that blocks the pain signal that travels on nerves. Advanced Pain Care, 512-244-4272 or online, austinpaindoctor.com.